0: What's up, flooring family? Welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Central, to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career, be it an installer or a company. Uh, we we um, kind of tackle a ton of different topics on this podcast. With me, as always, Mr. Daniel and Jose Gonzalez of Preferred Flooring uh-huh. in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I almost said Detroit. I just almost brought it
1: that's okay. We wouldn't even have we wouldn't even have stopped you. We would have just let it go. <laughs>
0: oh well, how's it going to get today, guys?
1: Well, we're a couple minutes late, right? But that's good because I was actually on the road. I didn't think I was going to make it, uh, so I I logged on on the road and took that opportunity of being a little bit behind to well, to get in the office.
0: I had a little technical difficulty here. Uh, I'll call it as it is it was user malfunction and <laughs> not any uh any part of the actual technology so well um we are today's topic like i said before we we kind of tackle topics from uh all sides of the industry whether it's you know the the training organizations but uh to to companies and installers but Primarily, we're talking to the installer, um, and uh, those who are are looking maybe to move their career in a different path. Start a flooring company, uh, take over their dad's company, their uncle's, whatever. Um, be a successor of some sort, uh, all the way to just the guy that's out there working his butt off for the industry, installing carpet and tile and resilient and all the good flooring products out there. So. Uh, today's topic, effective project management. Uh, we've kind of touched on some, you know, key points to this topic in other episodes. I guess we could probably we'll probably be saying that a lot now that we're what sixty <laughs> something episodes in. We've
2: sixty sixty. This is six, number sixty. Six zero. Six <laughs> zero.
0: We've been doing this for over a year, guys. So uh, I want to thank all of our audience and the people who tune in. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I got a call this week. actually got a couple of calls this week. Uh, and it's just nice when people reach out and say they enjoy the huddle and they watch us religiously on one of the, the media channels um, and bring up questions that they had on some stuff. So this, this week uh, got a, call from an installer on uh, just wanting some some guidance on on how to move into the commercial world. And so that's always refreshing. I'm sure you guys get it too. I know you do. So it's awesome. And I want to just thank everybody who uh, tunes in. And uh, without further ado, we will get started. Um, I'm going to start with a question. What is project management? It's it's kind of used in so many different industries for so many different th- so many different things. If you if you ever want to do a an experiment, go to ZipRecruiter and put a put a uh, job posting for project manager and see what you get.
1: Wow, you get a lot.
0: <laughs> You'll get everything from uh, a guy that uh, designs and oversees or project manages new parts for airplanes to project managers for uh, food companies. It's, it's a big, broad term, but in our industry, it's just that. It's a project and there's a manager that has to oversee the schedule, the labor allocation, and the finances and budget of that job. So do you guys agree that that's pretty much what, what the uh, definition is for us?
1: I do I do and I and I think uh depending on the the size of your outfit is going to depend on what that project manager has on on their plate so if you want to give it that title right so
0: could be the owner
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oftentimes uh, is is one of the owner I'm an, I'm still I still project manage work and and we do um you know hundreds of projects a year but I still project manage work I know you guys both run jobs and project manage so. Um, there's always seemed to be pillars to to these types of titles as far as like effectively managing projects. Uh, what do you guys think some of the pillars are to you? Like the key points that all the other stuff falls under?
1: Well, the, the, the main key point for, for us is going to go back to like one of the other episodes where we talked about communication. Um, like, that right there, to me, is number one. Um, if you can't keep an open line of communication or understand how to communicate any aspect of the project, whether it's with your your client or your installer or the crews or multiple crews, um, you're gonna be in a really, really bad spot,
0: yeah, so that was uh, the first pillar on my uh, that I had written down as well, and I put labor and client so you hit the nail on the head obviously Uh, a lot of times uh for the audience uh we don't pre um on every episode we're not able to kind of get together and and plan for it so (laughs) we ablib some of this stuff and and uh one of the great things about pf is we have a lot of similarities in how we look at business and and so uh, we can get away with that because our answers are the same Uh, so I wanted to say that communication doesn't just mean communication when it's convenient or when you have good news or, you know, your, your client wants to hear from you and and your whole, you don't want to hold off and tell them nothing. Silence is worse than telling them, Hey, I don't know yet. I just, the vendor, the materials are still not released or still not produced or still not on the truck or
2: he's dealing with that right now. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> right? I mean, you still have to call him and say, "I wish I could tell you something and I certainly would if I could." But this is the reality and sometimes you got to back it up with communication. I'd add to vent to that communication list your vendors because a lot of times it saved us with our clients where we just forward them the email from the vendor and say, here's the proof. We're not just trying to delay your job or not show up or short labor. They automatically think you don't have guys and you're using material delivery. At least that's kind of the tendency around here. I don't
1: know.
0: I want to speak for you guys, but they tend to think like you're purposely doing it or something.
2: And Uh, then even, even when it comes down to, to some change orders, I was, I just had a project at a school. And they're like, we need to get it done by this day. And I'm like, well, that's already gone and sailed, right? But we can get the product here sooner. And that's all I did. I took the price that the rep gave me. I'm like, I'm not trying to make money on this. I just want to get this material here just as fast as you guys do. This is what it's going to cost. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and showing, uh, we
0: have uh, a job, well, several dealerships we're doing for a dealership group. And the one thing that we're waiting on is the entry mat system. It's like a you know an aluminum, I won't name any names or anything, but it's aluminum entry mat system. There's a couple out there, so yeah <laughs> there's a few out there so you can uh, but you know they take time to produce. they are custom all, every single one of them are custom to the size that you need. and our client just keeps pounding on us about the delivery of it. We're like, has it been produced yet? Has it been produced yet? And when our PM doesn't communicate that, it makes the client more nervous. They don't think you even are working on their problem if you don't communicate. And so that's why communication to me, even if it's not the news you want to deliver, maybe it's no news, um, you know, waiting to hear good news and then communicate that because that's easier and feels better than communicating bad or no news. Right. But it's important, I think, that you still... Communicate the bad news, you know, let your client know that you're on it. Um, And same with vendors. If you're waiting on something, communicating with them, because certainly uh, we have a saying in our company that we get we have to be better than our vendors. Because a lot of times they tell us a date and it doesn't come in. And so, you know, we have to deal with those issues as well as communication from them. They don't just offer up, hey, it's on the truck, it's on its way because there's so many fires and I don't blame them, I'm just saying that it's the fact.
1: Right, yeah.
0: product waiting to hear on, but if you don't reach out to them and communicate, it's like we're the catalyst to the whole situation. We have to reach out to the vendor, get the information and then call our client, give them the information because it doesn't always just flow freely from our vendor. Even if it's a rush, hot issue, because they got twenty other of us that probably have the same thing going on, so the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And um, you know we we've talked about communication on almost everything, but the saying is there for a reason. Communication is key, or the key, and uh, that's because it's probably the most important part to any um, aspect of business, whether you're collecting money. Um, uh, you know, trying to be an effective project manager or whatever. I mean, you guys love communication. what what's one of the tools? What's your best um not tools? How do you guys look at it? I mean, do you do you consider when you're talking a client, let's use a, a situation where you have a client, you're really they' they need to get in their building and you don't have the answer you guys still just call them and say look i don't have an answer yet but
2: i'm, yes. I'm i just called that kind of stuff yeah it's it's not even it's communicating with them that you're also communicating with your reps and trying yeah. to get some answers it's like i talked to him three times today and i still got
1: nothing yeah and it's so going back to that right there like i just want to add to that too like uh when you said communicating um Good news or bad news to me, it's more important to communicate the bad news so that way a solution can start materializing. If you need to kind of take a a, a lateral movement, and then it is the good news. The good news is uh, great, it's gonna be good news at 8 a.m., and it's still gonna be good news at 3 p.m., right? But the yep. bad news at 8 a.m. is better to have the bad news at 8 a.m. than 3 p.m. Um, I, you know, don't,
0: I, don't, I tell my crews that too, like if. Dude, if you could just tell me the day before that you're not going uh, to be on and not just don't show
2: up or don't, you know. It's not even like that with us. It's with our crews, it's at, it'll, it'll be 3.30 and then they'll be like, hey, we're not going to be done today. And it's like, you should have known this hours ago. <laughs> at yeah.
1: lunchtime, at least, at lunchtime, at least by lunchtime.
2: You kind of uh, have an indicator for
0: dang sure. I did, um... Yeah. That that that's what I'm. I wanted to kind of draw, you know, guide towards or or get to. Is you know we need our our crews to communicate with us too. When you're talking about schedule, it's not always the vendor. I mean, there are vendor in that in the labor side is the crew, yeah, Uh, or the employee installer just letting you know so you can effectively communicate. A lot of times they I I wonder why they don't, you know. my guess is they think they're going to disappoint you or you're going to ask them to work harder or something.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it, at that point, it doesn't matter. I mean, depending on the schedule, it, it it is room for disappointment. Right. But like, like I said, you can't start finding a solution unless you know that there's an issue, you know, and, and that's the biggest thing. Like it's okay. I don't, if I'm doing something and I'm not gonna make a deadline, I have to bring that out to the forefront depending on what type of project it is. If I don't know till 3 p.m. that they're not gonna be done that day, but we were scheduled to turn it over uh, that night for cleaning crew, I like egg on the face, right? Like that's something I need to know. And then and going back to like uh, the wrap and the vendor issue too, it's one thing that I've learned recently is the open communication with them. Hey, just checking to make sure that my product is going to be here on time. Hey, I haven't received a response on the purchase order or a courtesy response on the purchase order that I sent in two months ago. And uh, it, it, where's the product? It's product scheduled to be here two days ago and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, we never processed that. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, that's another example of like being better than your vendor. Yeah. It's just like. We've had it the same exact thing where, oh, we or they, whether they didn't place the order, well, we sent, you know, some guy at your company uh, a confirmation and never got signed, so the order didn't get placed or something. And I'm yeah. like, you guys don't follow go, up. <laughs> up, like, so that's where you just gotta like. Follow up and follow up. Hey, is this order good? Is it placed? Is it moving? Yes. Okay.
1: a lesson lesson learned on, on 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 my behalf as well. Like don't don't always trust the process, right? And if if something did get missed or overlooked, uh, it it's not one way or the other. It's it's both sides. And if it's late, it's my fault regardless. I have to say it's my fault. Um, yeah. I can't. I can blame it on whoever I want, but I have to say it's my fault. It doesn't make anybody look any better when you start saying, well, this person and that person or this company, that company, you got to be willing to take uh, uh, the full force of uh, of whatever incident, whatever bad news. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay doing that. I mean, I'm not okay doing that, but I'm okay doing that. Does that, make, does that even make sense?
0: Well, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it is both ways. I mean, sometimes like... The bad news, uh, they're going to find out regardless anyway. It's just, are you going to communicate so that they can start problem solving, which is number two on my list is effective problem solving, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's derived from communication. So it's real hard to, like you said, you led right into it. It's hard to start thinking about solutions and and problem solving if you don't know there's a problem. So that, like you said, the earlier you can communicate that, the better off you are.
1: That's across the board. That's every, that's, I think that's everybody. That that has to be everybody.
0: So on effective uh, problem solving, um, you know, provide solutions is top of my list. Like think of it from a solutions provider. I love like even your guys' I I believe your email um, signature says something about your solutions provider or something right
1: yeah thank you for trusting preferred flooring for um helping you with your flooring solutions or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. i mean mean, it's like you know those things right there i don't even think about this like i was doing my my signature and i was like oh this sounds pretty good
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's true though that's what you really do um and then i i have focus on future don't you know it's it's real easy um, to, it's real easy to get in a situation where you're fighting over what has happened and you're not focused on trying to get whatever the problem is solved. Uh Um, I had a big blow up last week. I'm, I'm, um, probably still have elevated, uh, cortisol levels from, Uh, getting in a big you know argument with a foreman on a job site and I was just trying to get him to understand that I need your help now to get this building done my guys have this problem you should have been done a week ago okay what can I do about that (laughs) how does that
2: help the situation right now
0: (laughs) I'm not God dude you can keep yelling at me about how I should have been done, or I can say that you didn't, you know, pay attention to our durations and we can have a fight for an hour on this thing. But right now I'm about two hours away, three hours away from finishing your job. If I can get a solution to this, would you like that? Let's, let's talk about, so I, I, I want to focus on what we can do about what is that, you know, right at us right now. It's kind of like, what do they say? You know, you don't worry about, you know, having an infection in your toe when a lion's chasing you or something like that. <laughs> I mean, just the problem is right. That is the problem. All the other problems, all the other stuff, you got to solve the main problem first. And so, um, which leads me into the last question, part of effective problem solving is understanding what the problem in front of you is and not getting distracted by what these other little things that may, and I have a specific thing in my head, specific problem in my head that why I'm saying little things, they may not be little things, but in this particular situation, all this other stuff was inconsequential. It's, it's a time waste at this moment. We have a lion on top of us. How do we get him off? How do we fix the problem that is happening right now? And um, you know, we got around it, finally got to it. So uh, you know, got the got the, the problem solved and we actually got the job done. We were a few hours late, but got the project completed. Um so what else, what is on your guys, uh what else do you guys see as effective uh you know key? Key things or important things on effective uh, project management.
1: Um, being open about scenarios up front with the guys, uh, you know, trying. We, we've been around for a little while, right? We've we've been in a lot of different scenarios. So
0: you're talking about planning. I can already planning, tell. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: planning, right? So you, you you hope for the best, you plan for the worst, um, and try to give as much information up front as possible without overwhelming anyone right so that way they can process what they have in front of them without overwhelming um so they're not already on a stressful level so that way if a problem does arise then they're able to attack that that particular issue or that particular problem without worrying about the stress of everything else because it's kind of mapped out um I wish someone did that for me when I when I started, but um it's not always the case, right? And some of it is you just gotta go with the flow, but that that's try to alleviate um stresses whenever possible from from any of the crews or uh the generals or the the sales rep or, or whoever the client try to try to go over those scenarios and possibilities. Um before they become an issue ahead of
0: time. So like planning to me could have been, I guess I have it down later on the list, but it could have been number one, too. I mean, because that prevents yeah. so many problems and issues that come up. Um there's the six Ps that um a guy here that built a cut well or Tom Devlin. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of the people that have worked for him back in the past when he owned Renaissance. center and he sold that in like the late 80s. Uh, real big success story for here in Wichita, and he started an entrepreneurial uh, program at our college at Wichita State University. I, I tell you that because one of his sayings was the six Ps was piss-poor planning or uh, proper planning prevents piss-poor production. I like that. (laughs) You know, from a production standpoint and getting stuff done, if you plan properly, you can get through. uh, You just alleviate so many headaches. I I tell my team, it's like invest your time. Don't spend it. If you invest it, it's early on. You're investing in the project. You're investing these hours in planning. And it's an investment because it has an ROI it pays you back. You get that time back for damn sure. You know, if you're, if you don't plan and you have all these problems at the end and we, we've had it, we still have it where project managers don't plan out their project properly and have a good, um, well plan for how, how they're going to get from A to B, whether it's a phase or an entire job or whatever. And I always try to, I don't try to, I preach that it's investing your time when you're planning, it's spending your time putting out fires. And I can't think of a better way to say it, but that's just the kind of the saying that we use. And when it's done, it pays dividends, man. It pays back in spades because you're just not wasting all that time. And, and you know how it is, how much more money do you spend hot shotting material or doing things like this when, you know, paying extra freight or on the phone Uh just constantly tracking something because it, you know, we're not perfect. We don't always plan appropriately, but a little bit of planning could have prevented it. And uh, you know, earlier ordering, checking with your vendor on, is this a, a you know three to six week production or is this a six to 12 week type of production those types of things are what gets us still get us in trouble sometimes you know we'll we'll think something's a, a normal you know it's out of stock back order uh kind of product or whatever and you just assume that because the last order was three to six weeks that this one is yeah well, maybe it's a different fiber on a carpet and they have to buy the fiber. They don't make it in house. And then they're waiting on the fiber production and all these things that can happen. I should have threw that in. So you want to be a commercial contractor. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that, that, that scenario just happened on one of the projects that Daniel was talking about is, uh, you know, they, they, they put in um, a revision on a product and they wanted, you know, 12 foot wide uh, sheet goods instead of six foot wide to reduce seams. It's like, well, all right. Well, let me find out if it's available. Yeah, it's it's available. I have this much right now in in this state. All right, awesome. So everything got approved. Two days later, place the order.
2: It was gone. And it was
1: gone. Yeah. So I had to go back to production.
0: So any clients out there watching, just remember: if you don't order the product immediately, it could be gone immediately. Yeah. We, we don't have the control, and the mill's not or the distributor is not going to not sell it unless you have it on hold or ordered.
1: Yeah. We're talking thousands of yards. And and that was, um that was because when a, a, a corporation is involved, right, they have their their processes and procedures that they have to follow as well. And everything's got to trickle up before we get an answer, right? Okay. Yeah. I like it, but let's, we got to get an answer. We got to get an answer Check all um, those until it gets final approval. And that's what happened. And we got it approved in a couple of days. But that was a couple of days too late.
0: Yeah, I've had that happen a handful of times. You order something or you check stock on something and then I say a handful, probably five handfuls of times over the right. years. <laughs> a uh, handful of time over the last couple of months, probably. But you check on it and then just about, it seems like immediately someone in the you know, atmosphere heard ordered the damn product right right after you called and checked stock on it.
1: Ding ding ding! Order now. <laughs> yeah, I've been in their shopping cart for for three weeks. <laughs>
0: uh, I wanted to bring up technology and its role. Um, it's not a pillar, but I thought it, you know it has a role here. It in is effect. a pillar. Dude. It is a pillar. It is a pillar, dude. You think it's a pillar? Okay, it is. It pillar. is. What what's your um, so? Technology, to me, the reason I didn't call it a pillar was just the fact that, and it probably is, but the reason I didn't was it supports effective communication. It, you know, if you think back before email and stuff, how those people had to get the information from one person to the next, it was days, you know, picking up the phone, calling someone else's landline. Hey, Jim, that carpet's not gonna be here until February all right click he has to drive to the job site let his superintendent know <laughs> you know I mean we didn't have all this technology where it was just instantaneous and you're forwarding messages and stuff and you can get the same information in seconds that used to take days to get so it really supports effective communication um, and understanding you know one of the pill- one the of- Communication, and and that is a pillar in Go Carrera because that is one of the biggest things that we feel uh, can help is keeping the communication with the project. If you do a lot more, a lot of projects, you know, text messages and emails can get lost or or just um, you can find them, but they're in a chain of things that you don't remember what was said before or after or whatever. Um, And we have, sometimes we'll have people that, you start a communication on uh email and then they go to text message, oh, like message, then it's a phone back call. to
2: email. Like, yeah, like just
1: we we were there, we were there. That's what we were doing. It was hard to keep track, right? And then there's five different threads uh, of text messages, and then the emails, and then you start having a conversation about project B and C, but you're on email thread project A, and it's just yeah. like ah oh, um. It takes practice to get better at making sure that you're intentional on the communication in its specific area and where it belongs and-
0: um, In its piece of technology.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I was really against it for a long time. Um, but now I'm the one who gets frustrated when, when people are taking conversations outside of of uh, a, a specific thread where it should be, where, where it belongs. Right. Where you yeah. Where you can
0: keep track some, some
1: yeah. level of tracking on it. Yeah. And da- Daniel was light years ahead of me. It's it's amazing the difference he's only six years younger than I am, but it's amazing the difference in technology, what he grew up with versus what I did. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, the, the understanding and importance of what he has taught me uh, about technology versus what I thought I, I didn't need. Um, We just had a conversation with a client today uh, measuring with a you know measuring with a mobile app walked around with me distracted me so much that i left my laser and my tape measure there and he called me when i was five minutes from the shop hey jose you forgot sure did
0: yeah the you know technology goes a long way i mean there's a bunch of different ways where it it can help um overall life obviously but when you're talking about project management, everybody else is moving at the speed of light, you know, communication with your client. And if you deal with general contractors and bigger general contractors, they're using Procore and all these things. And, you know, GoCareer is kind of the Procore for flooring subs in a way. And it it just wants to keep the communication packed um, around the project. But the point here is, If everybody else is using it, you better, or or using a piece of technology, and this is not obviously to you guys, but if you're a, uh, if you were a fan of the previous uh, series about becoming a flooring contractor, one thing I can tell you is that you're going to have to embrace technology. You're going to have to really look at the different accounting tools and the different, you know, communication tools and different uh, applications that best serve your business, but, they're essential for these other things to work at all.
1: Yeah, it's, in today's world. It it is, and it, and it's hard to um. It's hard to explain that to some individuals who are still stuck in their old ways. I would just say, right, like, oh, I don't need that. I'm I'm successful without that. And like, you know, uh, I guess if you willing to to stay stagnant and in that same um, rep, repetitive lifestyle then yes but if you're someone who's trying to scale up and you're trying to you're trying to pr- promote your business and and get better and become more efficient then technology is something you cannot leave behind
2: trying to have mm-hmm. forward progress yeah amen yeah.
1: there you go It's, it's just some, some people just don't understand that man and, and, and you, uh, you don't want to
2: it is. It is hard, especially like when we started implementing teams, it was everyone is learning it all at the same time. And I'm
1: still learning it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and technology changes, too. Right. So they're going to have updates and then you got to relearn it. But it's like without having everything in that particular job, you can't just go back and be like, oh, let me just scroll through this job. Then you got to go through Dang, who was that, that that I was emailing? What was their name again? Yeah. What project was that? Tearing up the search box.
1: Yeah, tearing it <laughs> up. Tearing it up.
2: I hate the search box.
1: I think that you're right. Tech, technology could be considered a pillar, or it could just be complementary to every pillar that's in there. Right? Like it's one that holds all the pillars up. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, it's, it's an admixture to your foundation. That's all it is. Yeah. It might not be a pillar, but it's definitely mixed into every every little bit and piece of, of any industry. And, it, you know, problem solving, you could use technology plan for the future, for communication, whether it is the client, uh, the labor, a rep, a manufacturer, like technology is part of everything that we do right now. And yeah. it's not going away anytime soon.
0: Amen. So on when you're just to go back a little bit to proper planning, I I forgot to mention this is uh, I'll be a little uh, vulnerable and transparent. One of our biggest problems um, across our team is setting realistic expectations early on part of the planning process. But, you know, uh, I got a PM right now that's uh, kind of, he learned his lesson. He's in a, a, a battle pre-planned battle with a contractor who asked for durations on the last portion of a job. And he said, it's going to take three weeks. The guy starts, you know, mulling it over and and responds, well, that should take two weeks. He goes, it's going to take three weeks. That's our duration. That's how much time we've already done nine of these buildings. We know how long the, the last one's going to take with our current labor source that we have available to do that job. And it's going to take three weeks. That's one thing. And I'm proud of being for like doing that and and getting out ahead of it, because we were expected to do the same job, the same building, um, each one of the other nine in, in uh, like three days. And it's impossible without, (laughs) without, having 7 or 10 guys on each floor like literally one one crew per per unit it's without having one crew in each unit doing all the different flooring whether it's the lvt the base or the carpet or whatever but doing the whole scope in each unit and having one crew in each unit on each floor it's impossible to get it done in 3 days uh, we ended up having like 40 some guys on that job site at one time trying to get it caught up because on, wow. un- or we allowed the client to set the unrealistic expectation. It goes, you know, sometimes it's them setting it and you don't say anything, but part of planning is re rebutting that and saying, no, this is how long it should take. And uh, I mean, it, it caused us a heck of a problem, you know? Because go career or not, I could shoot out a work order and maybe get some extra guys over there. But then you got, you know, hours of time when you're on fire like that to try to get a new crew started on a new job and all that stuff. You're like, F it, this guy's did the other apartment, the other student housing, get him over here. He did one, get him over here, you know. And you're trying to just get the project finished. Um, but I, I feel like that. That planning is really a lot about proper uh, expectation management, you know, like telling the client what the real truth is. And I found more and more, and you guys probably can echo this, that we are getting squeezed more and more on our duration. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it, it's like, guys, it, some of the products have to dry before we don't control that. It could well, take an
1: hour, time, or yeah. it could take
0: four hours. And I don't know. If, it, if concrete's nice and dry and the humid the ambient temperature and humidity uh reasonable then it, it'll probably dry in an hour but you know you get get a few uh few dozen windows opened into the job site because people want to throw their trash out of them or something all of a sudden it could take four hours for that same area to dry and so that proper like duration um has been, that's and, and the fact that i don't know where it stops but clients thinking that because one job you were able to go slam in 1100 yards in a day of carpet tile with two guy two crews or something that that's doable on every job because it's a similar size and one's a big single room and one has
2: 20 offices you know, yeah. office. and it's
0: like do you not it doesn't it's not apples for apples but a lot of times they
1: just look uh, at square footage. That's all they're they looking. They just
0: look at square footage, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't comprehend or compute. So I want to throw that out there that you know properly setting the expectation when you're doing your planning um can help a lot as well. And we we have to get better at that.
1: Well, no,
2: I, mean, I think that's that. That's, everyone has to get better at that, yeah. and that's that's something that I've done too in the past where they do give you a timeline and then you're like, no, it's going to take this much. And then it's like, well, if you want it to take that much, you know, want to cut it down by that much time we, we can, but it's going to take this much more to do it. And, you know, switching products out, it's like, we're not going to skim coat the whole thing. We're going to self-level it with an expensive self-leveler that's going to cure in an hour. So, I mean, you want to, and sometimes it just can't be done. No matter Yeah, yeah. I got another job that
0: had a similar deal. We told them a month ahead of time or ahead of time, we told them it was a month duration to get all this Nora uh flooring down. And it's a, a lot of yardage. Flash cove, heat welded everywhere. Like the hallways are not, you know, flat lay and the rooms, everything's flash cove. There's corners. Everywhere, and they just couldn't understand why this area was going to take so long. And we said, because we know what it's gonna take, it's gonna take a month. You know, when they released their damn schedule, they gave us 13 days. Guess what happened? Didn't get done in time. No way, it took a month. <laughs> it's, it's it's taking a month, and it's also not something you just throw. A bunch of more people at because no, a, more people
1: doesn't equal more production. It equals more problems, especially on something as particular as Nara.
0: Exactly, it was. It's a very particular product, and on top of that, the the um, you know when you can get too many people in an area, like not everybody can be productive when you start doing that. I mean, you right. have to be able to get out and get to the water to skim coat. But if that hallway is that that is the only entrance into the other room is glued up or has product pulled back or it's being pattern felted or whatever the scenario, no one can go through there. And so, like more people doesn't always solve the problem. And that's why those durations, you know, we kind of saved ourselves on that um that deal because we we had it in writing that it was gonna take a month to do. We told them very clearly it'd take a month. And they, they completely ignored
1: it. And that, that's, you know what, that's the sad truth that's happening right now is everything is getting funneled in and you know, we're, we're finishers, right? Like we're coming in as finishers and they're trying to get us the final product that everyone's going to see that everyone is going, that, that needs to outperform the stuff that's hidden. Um, They want you to hurry up, hurry up and get it done. Uh, I remember a conversation one time and you were talking about uh, ambient temperature and humidity. We ran into a really bad problem with humidity, and we're prepping and nothing's drying, not even with moving air. I remember the the general telling me, well, you need to get more people here. And I, because I was young and the person that was I, blow, on blow on it yeah. on it, yeah, exactly. that's exactly what I said. You know what I mean you want them to breathe on it like I don't understand what more people is going to do. Well, that's not what i mean well that's what's going on right now so i guess you know it's one o'clock and we don't usually leave that one we usually last one's here but we're leaving there's nothing else i can do and so yeah. it was funny you said that that's exactly what i said <laughs> you know and we've had instances where we've had too many people on a project uh you know we've had new guys and when you have a new guy sometimes you do have one too many extra hands and you know i just i, I remember a friend of mine that worked with us and he was handing handing one of the installers one piece of base at a time because there was nothing for him to do. So he had it over his shoulder. Here you go. <laughs> you
0: go. Oh, you What about cut? You know, the other thing, when you start talking about sheet vinyl and stuff and uh, we've had this happen, you have one crew over here doing sheet vinyl and another crew over there and there's no specific boot way, way of doing the boots and they don't communicate one dude do, does a butterfly and one does an outside on, on an inside corner or an outside corner you know different ways of, do, of, of doing your corners and and they're like well, we like that way better than that way we're like right. it's not specified and you you yeah you made us have three different crews on the site
1: mm. yeah
0: one of those things that just happened and i wish we would have caught it and like had Some pre con meeting with all the crews, but by that time you're on fire. So, again, planning durations can save your, but
2: that that locks it in for if you ever run into that situation again, you're like, Hey, you guys were already there. What are you doing? So that way, everyone is because none, they're both right. Yeah. It's just preference.
1: And if, and if um, any resilient installers out there and you run into that, and if you're going to a project, and it doesn't specify, then then spend some time do a mock-up so they understand what you're talking about when you say uh, or go look at the other
2: if
0: if you're if you're there helping another crew or doing the job yeah. another crew, go look at the other guy's stuff, see how it's already been done. Uh that would have solved our problem too, but that didn't happen
1: either. And if you um ever get put in a situation where someone tells you on a Friday that you have to work through the weekend because it's got to be done, and then you have to hire other flooring companies to come and help make sure you're not the flooring company that says yeah i can i can do that <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man nightmare unless, you,
0: unless you're friends with the other flooring company and you can talk <laughs> it to, between the two of you about the best way to attack it yeah doesn't happen very often in the same market obviously but all right well uh what other you guys got anything else that's the end of my my uh List that I had written down that I found that you know I felt like was important on
1: our side. Um, was- I do have something else. Um, and when you when when you're project managing, put forth an effort to know your people. You right. Um, it's something as simple as as knowing a hobby, knowing what they like to do, and conversating um it it is one of those things that is very hard to remember to do when you feel like you have a million things to do all the time right is to be personable but um make time for that be intentional about that that's uh, and you're- no one does it as much as they want to right or as much as they they probably should unless that's their full-time job but be intentional and, and knowing, I don't want to say your audience, right? Because it's more than just your audience, but the people you work with, whether it's a rep versus uh, your, your employee or uh, your, your, your contractor, like right? strike up a conversation, know them, get to know them.
0: I'll add on to that just a little bit, maybe not so personable, but still uh, important in that same arena is uh, you know, the quality expectation of things and how things are going to look you know making sure it's clear that um you know i know you for example uh we had on that student housing project they they reject they totally said no prep like do not prep the floors like right? no no we're not paying you a dime to prep anything all right you sign this paper you understand that what the the concrete and chipcrete look like is how this floor is going to look Oof. right ah. and um so going through that and and listing out the things that can happen like we can have peeling because the chipcrete's not properly prepared and all these things and just listing them out and the the concrete itself had blisters in it where air bubbles came up and didn't pop it's like that's going to show through. It's going to look like debris under the LVT, but it's not debris. It's the concrete bumps that are like throughout. So um we don't always <laughs> sad to say you don't always have the highest quality projects uh and project expectations that you like. I've got a few projects I wish you know we we didn't have to do because it you just cannot possibly do the level of quality you would like to. Uh, but when you do come up against that, it's important to, uh, you know, plan on the expectation and make sure your client knows this is what to expect. And not just verbally, I would uh, highly recommend you put that in writing. But uh, yes. yeah, plays um, with that same thing, knowing what their expectation is and you know what it's going to look like and then marrying those two together so that everybody's informed.
2: Yeah, we we just <laughs> we walked uh, away from one of the construction companies not too long ago because they, uh, I did all the legwork and, you know, got a system approved from the manufacturer that is still technically not warrantied by the manufacturer, but it had been performing. So I did all that. And then they came back with, no, we just want to put floating floor in there. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And then they got all angry at me and I was like, hey, he was whatever. going to
1: say, but hurt is what he was going to say.
2: <laughs> right? But yeah. I just talked to uh, the owner of that construction company and I got a meeting with her in a couple weeks. And she was like, oh, yeah, you were the one that was supposed to do that. It's all <laughs> failing already. There you go.
1: <laughs> and we don't say, I told you so either. We just say, well, do you need any help finding a solution? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I did so pull that up. you, you did can pull say it in it. your brain, but uh, and it feels good to say it in your brain, even, but not very productive to no. throw with them. You don't go, <laughs> I mean,
2: uh, oh, sir, no. You're really... uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh no, um, it's, some people just don't understand, and I get it sometimes, sometimes solutions are outside of the budget that's available. Um, yep. I, I get it.
0: Yeah, that's what happened to us. They didn't have a a dime extra, I mean, at all. And I, I usually will even give some to try to get it right. But mm-hmm. it's such a massive project. And because mm-hmm. it's individual units, you give to one unit, they're going to want all the units to right. look up. So unfortunately, you can't give to even one unit or else everything else, the you just raised the expectation level. Now you're skim coating and floating and doing everything <laughs> on every unit. Why can't all the units look like this? Because you don't want to pay for it. And I decided to make one look good. Well, then you should have made them all look good. You know, that kind of this thing. This the so.
1: unit I'm moving into. So oh, I spent my time working on it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the one my kid's moving into. So I uh, thought I'd take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we came to the end of our time. I, I feel like, uh, you know, effective project management, just to recap the whole thing here real quickly is, Communication f- with your labor, your client, your vendors, uh, effective problem solving, being a solutions provider, mm-hmm. uh, embracing technology, and then proper planning prevents piss-poor production. <laughs> <laughs> the sickies. So, all right, guys. Well, that, that hour flew by as usual. It's always a pleasure to hang out and talk to you guys. Um again I just want to uh say to the audience, convention with FCICA and CFI is coming up at the end of September. Uh look, I don't get nothing for this. I just think it's valuable for everybody that can go to go. So I know you guys feel the same way. Uh came ha- come hang out with us and yeah, I was gonna
2: say, actually, I do get something out of it. Let's just go hang out. Yeah. Go hang out by the pool bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if the if if it's a Tuesday, maybe we'll pull you in on the podcast and you can contribute and, and, and be part of the uh part of the huddle. So,
2: so the, the convention does start on that Wednesday, right? So you should be getting there a day earlier anyways. Yeah, then yeah. when you can join us.
1: I think we have some um we had to attend a few things on Tuesday anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have a meeting that goes right up until the time when this is supposed to start. So I'm probably gonna set everything up somewhere go to the meeting that old story.
1: Yeah. 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 You always got an excuse. Always got an excuse. Well, that, that's how,
0: I mean, we've shot them at poolside. We've shot them in, uh, right in outside the doors. Bell of a meeting. We're, we're going to be here on Tuesdays. That's our, that's our goal. We've only missed a couple in over a year. So, um, and, and one of those I think was a full technology failure. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes it happens, but, um, All right. Well, uh, last but not least, please if you enjoy the content or you see some value, give us a like, a subscribe if you're on a YouTube channel or you're you're catching this on one of the social channels. You know, comment. Tell us what you guys want to hear about. Uh, One thing I was going to throw out there. You know, with all the Facebook groups we're part of, I I thought we'd do um, maybe take one episode a month to just dig through some of the comments. We won't name any comments, but
2: you know,
0: us oh, comment. We want
2: screenshots. We want to put them put them on the screen. Let's dissect these. <laughs> we <That's-> can.
0: <laughs> I mean, they put it out there publicly, but uh, you know, go through some of the, the questions, some of the problems out there, some of the funny shit you read and oh man, the uh on the on the uh Facebook uh groups. Uh but just our comments about the uh the you know, maybe it's the go career comment section of, of from the Facebook uh and instagrams of the of the world so i think that'd be fun a little off the beaten path not always so serious about how to run a business and things and just uh you know have a little bit of fun with it so
1: that does it, sound like a good time actually
0: it, it would be fun <laughs> if you guys are here and you want to comment on one of those uh and you have an idea for uh, a topic on the podcast give us a give us a shout on there you know let us know and, and we'll uh, do our best to something together for it
1: and maybe your episode ends up I just like, read that comment right there. but commercial planning is some hard stuff when you add all these episodes or yeah
2: episodes. i'll add all these episodes together <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all right guys all have been commenting on here
1: oh man sorry that's funny to me because <laughs> overwhelming
0: yeah it's overwhelming. well there's a lot to the business. There's a lot to any business, but the flooring business, uh, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to help people. And
2: and that's why we do it in segments, right? Because you can learn a little bit at a time because many small time make big time. <laughs> Amen. All right, fellas, we will chat
0: with you guys next week. And um, until then, have a good week.
2: Yeah, thank you too. Thank you. All right. thank see you guys. Much.